Well, it is the 4th of July. I feel it proper to speak about this nation. And the message I want to share with you is for which it stands. For which it stands. How many of you remember being a child saying the Pledge of Allegiance in your elementary school? We would pledge allegiance to the flag for which it stands. Right? And what it stood for was for the republic for which it stands, one nation indivisible with liberty and justice for all. What it stands for is liberty and justice for all. That's what the emblem stands for. That's what we're pledging allegiance to. We're not pledging allegiance to a cloth. We're not pledging allegiance even to the emblem. We're we're pledging allegiance to the belief in justice and liberty for all. So in 1777, the Second Continental Congress decided that they needed an emblem for the nation to stand by. They had a seal, now they needed a flag, an emblem, and they resolved that the flag of the United States should have 13 alternating red and white stripes to represent the 13 colonies. Then in a field of blue, they wanted the 13 stars in a circle because they wanted that to be decreed that this was a new constellation. It was no longer under Britain. It was an entity unto itself. So it looks like a constellation, the 13 stars, white on blue and 13 stripes for these united 13 colonies. And they gave credence to what those colors meant. White meant purity. Red meant valor, bravery. Blue meant vigilance, perseverance, and justice. That's what we're pledging allegiance to. The concepts behind this with liberty and justice for who? For all. For all. Now, what's interesting is for 115 years, we didn't have a Pledge of Allegiance. And so there was no Pledge of Allegiance until 1892. So we had a flag and we understood what it meant, but it wasn't instructed that you would pledge an allegiance to it. But then came along a man named Francis Bellamy. Francis Bellamy was a Baptist preacher. He was a pastor. But he got kicked out of his church because he continued to preach about the need for social reform and care for the poor. Uh, He would be called a social democrat at that time uh, because at that time, 40% of the nation's uh, wealth was owned by 10% of the country. And, uh, no, I'm sorry, two-thirds, let me back up, three-quarters of the nation's wealth was owned by 10% of the population. 40% of the people were in poverty. And he felt so strong about liberty and justice for all that he developed the Pledge of Allegiance for a Columbus Day celebration. He said this, the pledge was born out of my own love of the flag and for all the lofty Americanism it represented. 
So that's why he wrote that pledge with liberty and justice for all. He believed in that. He believed the founding fathers wanted that. As a minister of the gospel, he believed that there was a biblical foundation to the purpose of this nation, creating a liberty and a freedom for all people. But he wasn't seeing it. So he developed it, and over the years, it was adapted The original Pledge of Allegiance read like this, I pledge allegiance to my flag and the republic for which it stands, one nation, individual, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That was adopted in 1898. It was required in 1898 to be said in schools to develop in the children a sense of patriotism for the purpose and the theme of the Pledge of Allegiance, that there is to be liberty and justice for all. In 1940, the Supreme Court ruled that if you don't say the Pledge of Allegiance, you'll be expelled from school. In in 1943, They decided to reverse that and said children can't be forced to say the Pledge of Allegiance because you had a number of groups that had a problem uh, saying a pledge to the flag and so forth, varying people, and they said this is a good idea, but liberty and justice for all can't demand you say this statement. 1954, President Eisenhower added to the Pledge of Allegiance under God. And so the Pledge of Allegiance was uh, adapted and transformed in 1954. What's interesting is if you'll look at the original Pledge of Allegiance, when the children would pledge allegiance, this is how they would pledge it. So this is a throwback to the Roman pledge. When you would pledge something in Rome, you would pledge like this. So all of our children were pledging allegiance like this until 1942. You can imagine why. We got to get rid of that. So no longer the salute. Again, Hitler took it, and it was a common Roman pledge, and we said we don't want to do that. And so they went to the salute like this. All right? I think, what is that? Is that a Star Trek thing? Yeah. (laughs) I thought so. All right, so we went to that uh, in 1940, but finally by 1942, we adapted putting our hand on our heart. And I can do that because I can stand for what this flag represents with liberty and justice for all. That's what it is to stand for. There are some who were opposed to this. Jehovah Witnesses, they don't offer pledge to allegiance. They opt out of a pledge to allegiance because they feel, according to the book of Exodus, they cannot make a pledge to an idol, a symbol, or an image. And so because of their religious convictions, they will not pledge to the flag. Well, we're not pledging to a piece of cloth or an emblem. We are pledging to the concept of the republic by which it stands, right? One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That's what we're standing for. And I can put my hand on my heart for that and pursue that. How about you? 
I can pursue that with all my heart. Atheists don't approve of the term under God. This is a secular country, all right? And so there are people who do not believe in God. And since 1952, Eisenhower put it in, since that time there have been Supreme Court battles over and over to remove that. But none have held, and the Supreme Court has upheld that in the phrase, under God. And so, let's take advantage of that and uh, receive it. But many Americans today, in the hour that we're in, question for which it stands and ask, is it really liberty and justice for all? And I have to say that as a nation, we have failed in that effort. But it doesn't mean you quit on it. Okay? Let's be honest and realize that when the founding fathers established this great nation, and it is a great nation, in my opinion, the greatest nation on the planet today, it provides great liberty and freedom for many. But it has not through its years. It did not accomplish what it had intended to be. Sometimes we put principles out there to live up to and fall short of them. America has done that. But the pledge is still there. The goal is still there. And that's what we're looking at. Let me give you a quick understanding and history of the pledge. You see, in, in 1892, Bellamy wrote the Pledge of Allegiance seeking liberty and justice for all. But it wasn't an... Uh, this is how it changed in 54. I pledge allegiance not to my flag, but the flag they added of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, they added in under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. That's what the final pledge became in 1954. That's a long time from 1777. We're making progress. That we're trying to teach our children that this country is meant to have liberty and justice for all. Though it may have had failures. For example, the 13th Amendment was not established to abolish slavery till 1865. Was there liberty and justice for blacks? No. In 1870, the 15th Amendment granted African-American men the right to vote, 1870. Just 20 years later, I'm sorry, 12 years later, we have a Pledge of Allegiance for the Liberty and Justice for All. Seems to have failed in the past, hasn't it? Of course, school children were saying it by 1890 and, and 1900, that Pledge of Allegiance with Liberty and Justice for All. The black kids in their school, the white kids in their school, because there was segregation. Where's the liberty and justice for all? Right? Wasn't until 1964 that the Civil Rights Act instituted the freedom to break segregation and the votes for all people freely to move forward, but unfortunately there were still persistent black codes, which we call Jim Crow in the South, where many were held back from voting. 
but yet still standing with a hand on the heart, hoping for liberty and justice for all. Do you see, the power of this pledge is a hope. It's a persistence that if we continue, we can make this nation great for liberty and justice for all. What about Native Americans? 1887 grants citizenship to Native Americans who are willing to give up their tribal affiliation. You cannot become an American citizen if you remain uh, connected to your tribe. They were given citizenship by 1924, though they were being taught to say the Pledge of Allegiance. By 1962, Native Americans weren't guaranteed a right to vote in every state until 1962, with liberty and justice for all. These are the Native Americans. They didn't have a right to vote till 1962 with liberty and justice for all. But they continued, and we praise God for that opportunity for them. Women. The suffragette movement wanted a right to vote. Women, schoolgirls, all pledged allegiance to the flag with liberty and justice for all, but you couldn't vote, ladies, till 1920. A married woman could not own property or sign a contract. She had no right to her wages if she worked, and she had no custodial rights to her own children. With liberty and justice for all. Listen, I'm not trying to bring you down. I'm trying to be honest. Let's understand our history here. But remember... That there is a drive to this. There is a purpose that we are saying this pledge. Though it may have failed, look at what is being achieved. We're getting there. Let's pray to continue. Consider those Japanese Americans, 1922, Japanese heritage. They were ineligible to become naturalized citizens. If a Japanese person wanted to become a citizen, they had to be in the United States for 20 years. That was the same for Asian Indians. They were not eligible to naturalize. By 1942, Japanese, after the attack on Pearl Harbor, were taken to relocation camps. Japanese were rounded up and put in relocation camps. They were considered a public danger. Unless they were able to sell or care for their property in a few days, they lost their homes, their farms, their businesses, and all their private belongings. But they were taught to say, with liberty and justice for all. It wasn't until 1952 with the Immigration Act that they were gained access to becoming citizens. Asian Americans, 1882, the Chinese Exclusion Act barred people of Chinese ancestry from naturalizing to become U.S. citizens. It wasn't until 1952 Asians were given the right to vote. What about Mexican Americans, Hispanics? 1848, citizenship was granted, but they were not allowed to vote. 
wasn't until 1965 that Latinos were now able to vote. The Voting Rights Act of 1965, that's just 50, 56 years ago, folks, effectively activated the 15th Amendment with a permanent guarantee that throughout the nation no person shall be denied the, denied the right to vote. Just 56 years ago. So we celebrate this great nation, and it is a great nation, and it has a great goal and a great purpose. But I say all this for us to be honest. And I also say it for us to not give up on America. That there is something we all pledge, red, yellow, black, and white, if you live in this country. Our hope and our goal is to get to the place where we can pledge allegiance to a flag for this United States of America, for the republic by which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That's what our goal is. And we may have failed that in the past. So, there are many today that are saying, burn it down. It has failed. Break all the law, anarchy, destroy it, burn the flag, burn all of it, and let's start over. That causes great fear for me. Yes, there have been wrongs. Yes, there has been a great deal of shame for the past. But to burn it down and to destroy it is to throw aside all that we have learned from the mistakes, all that we have failed at. And when you erase that, I don't want to repeat the pattern. How about you? I want to know that we've grown and we have learned and we're realizing what it's going to take, liberty and justice for all. This is a living nation organism that is growing and groping with what it means, the responsibility of liberty and justice for all. No nation has the equality that we have. No nation has the opportunities that we now have. It's taken us this long to get here. Why would we get rid of it now? We've learned from the past. So now we can together say, yeah, I stand for that. And I want it to grow. I don't want to trash it. We've learned too much. I can pledge allegiance to the republic for which it stands. A nation under God with liberty and justice for all. I can stand for that. And I can rally that. And I can say, let's do better. Let's increase. Let's keep growing and knowing what we need to do for the equality and liberty of all people here. I can believe in that and I can pledge allegiance to that. But what's it going to take? It's going to take what the colors represent. It's going to take purity. Morality, that's what purity is. A morality that cares about the well-being. We live in a selfish society right now where people are only concerned about themselves. What happens is when you have 
a nation that has immoral, you're not going to get liberty and justice for all. Immorality does not work out to be fair and just for all. It has to have a level of purity. And what is the model of purity and morality? Jesus. And who holds Jesus? The church. The church is the emblem of purity and morality for this nation. We're the salt and light. It sounds like the church needs to get its act together. And walk in the purity. If you're going to pledge allegiance for liberty and justice for all, let's pledge allegiance to walking and living a moral life. Secondly, we're going to need the red, the bravery, the valor to stand for what we believe. Many have given their lives for the sake of this flag. That's why you see so many military who will fight and give their lives for that flag. It's not because it's a piece of cloth. It's because of what it stands for. And throughout this nation's history, many have given their lives, their blood, men and women, to fight for liberty and justice for all. That Valor was in many African Americans, many blacks who fought in World War I, fought in World War II, overseas for the liberty and justice for all that they didn't even have in their own nation at the time. For those Japanese who actually fought, Chinese who fought in battles and wars, and they didn't have it in their own country. But we fixed that. We're correcting that. And it's in the heart of man to be brave, to fight for liberty and justice. And last of all, it's going to take vigilance. We can't tolerate the anarchy. Can't tolerate the violence. We must have justice. And that's been the cry. That's why we've pledged allegiance to this kind of justice. It got us out of the past of how the prejudice continued one to another. It's breaking down the walls of division. It's breaking down injustice because we as a people continue to say, I pledge allegiance. I stand for this republic with liberty and justice for all. This is what we need. It's not going to come from a man. It's not going to come from a party. It's going to come from the people. It's always been that way in America. You want to change America, we have to have something to stand for. We are a creedal society. We base ourselves as a nation on a creed. That creed is liberty and justice for all. We fight for it, we work with it, we wrestle through it, and we want to continue to own it. So we can't quit on it. That's the value. As Micah 6.8 says, what does the God, what does the Lord delight in? What does God seek and want? That we as a people would act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. Amen? We, the church, should know better than anyone else how to love justice and to pursue liberty and freedom for all. We should be the people who love mercy because God gave us mercy. We should be the people who walk humbly. 
patiently because we have the light and everyone else is in the dark. We should be the people who act in justice because we know the ways of a holy God. Christians, stand and pledge, be in allegiance to justice and liberty for all. Amen? Can we do that? I believe that if we would get back to the principles here, not the politics, the principles. I know it filters into politics. I understand all that. But if we as a people would stand for the principles of liberty and justice for all, we can continue this nation in it fulfilling its glorious purpose and goal and to continue to be a light to all other nations. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads.